Welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. Welcome back, buddies, to another episode of everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen. Thank you for joining us today on this special panel. I have not one, not two, not three, but four buddies joining us today. Not five. Uh, with a special, special talent. So let's go around the room and introduce ourselves, starting with my buddy, Mark. Give us your Hi. name and give us a buddy-appropriate fact about yourself. Okay. Um, so my name is Mark. I'm from ye old frosty land of Canada. I am a film major. So I, I have a BA in film and TV production, which was fun. <laughs> and... Uh, I also can't think of anything interesting to say right now. Welcome back to you. Fun fact. <laughs> I can think Alrighty. of it. <laughs> How about the buddies below? Me? Yep, go with you. <laughs> Hi. Uh, my name is Bradley Freeman. And uh, a buddy appropriate fact about myself is uh, today I got about three cavities filled and my mouth still feels weird. Ouch. Someone's eating a lot of sugar. Uh how about the two buddies sharing the screen? Yeah. You start. All right. Hi. Uh I'm Sebastiano Ricci. And uh I think uh hi, thank you. Thank you, Brad. Um, I guess a a fun fact about me is that uh I adopted this cat and this is all I talk about now, and this is my entire life. This is my personality. That's uh, what's the cat's name? This is Fuliatella. It's not spaghetti. This is Fuliatella. Her name is Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> and uh, she's the cutest thing on planet Earth. Aww. But that's, uh, she, that's it. She's my personality now. And last but not least. Hi, my name is Brandon Smith. And I guess a fun fact about me. Uh, I haven't eaten. This is, this is, <laughs> I, I've been sleeping on this guy's couch for the last week. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I got to ask, what's in the background, guys? What's in the background? What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I don't know what you mean. What do you mean, Nick? <laughs> it seems like there's a llama behind you or a goat. Is there a llama? Oh, oh there's yeah. there's certainly a goat. Yeah, there is. This is my, this is my pet llama here. <laughs> Brandon, show the, show the pet, pet llama again. Greatest of all time. Yeah, this is this is my, my pet llama right here. Uh, his name is George. Uh, hmm. We go way back. We went to college together. Uh, he's a good, good pal of mine. Sfulia, nice. don't touch that. Sfulia, tell her. Hold on. Oh, my God. This is actually a I can't reach it to cover it. Ugh. Sorry. I can't reach it to cover it. Sometimes she just she goes and she tries to chew on the couch, and I can't. Um, I just I can't. Saget, comma, Bob. She's a little I rebel. I can't allow that. She's a little uh, rebel. This is my so, pet goat. <laughs> yes. So I invited you all here for one major reason, which was you all share a common talent which is puppeteering. Let's go start start around the room. What sparked your interest in puppeteering? 
I would say that there was two things for me. See, I'm someone who is a total uh, scrounger for any behind-the-scenes information. Like, I love documentaries. And uh, I think the two documentaries that really made me go, ooh, this, this puppetry thing is really cool, was down at Fraggle Rock. Because yeah, Fraggle Rock yeah. just did so much in terms of uh, mixing and matching different uh, versions of puppetry, so to speak, and the making of Jurassic Park. Because those things were just incredible. And I was like, you can make that on camera? That's amazing! <laughs> so that's kind of what uh, really made me start to think seriously about uh, kind of diving into that world and indulging a little bit. Nice. Brad looked so enthused by that answer. I don't think he could have looked more enthused. <laughs> That's how he looked when Mark always talks. Yeah, he's he's, just, he's a great he, actor. He acts like he cares. I'm, <laughs> I'm the goat. Um, <laughs> so um, for me, um, I really like corn. And I also, I really like, <laughs> like puppetry. And I just, I've always loved practical effects. Uh, things like Barney and Fraggle Rock and 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 the Muppets and I, I just absorbed season one of the Muppet Show. I absolutely loved it and I would watch just like Mark. I would watch all of the behind the scenes things and I was like, that is just incredible. Like I loved the fact that puppets had sleeves. I don't know what about it, but I love that they had like the extra long bit on the bottom and I was like, that's just so fascinating. No one gets to see that. I want to do that one day. And um, I would say, you know, in a nutshell, that's sort of basically just really sucked me into the to the to the craft i just absolutely loved it yeah. yeah um i think for me when i was a kid i was always obsessed with figuring out how things worked and i remember watching a lot of children's shows that had puppets in them like barney and uh between the lions and bearing the big blue house and sesame street and i just wanted to understand how everything worked i wanted to know if you pan the camera out what would i be looking at um and I found out that this is something people do for a living. People get paid to have all this fun. And I said, I think I want to do this for the rest of my life. I don't want to sit behind an office desk for the rest of my life. I want to go out and do something that's super, super fun uh, like this. And I guess I'm, I'm doing okay so far. Nice. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Brad? Yeah, right, Brad? Is he doing good? You're so pubescent. I hope you do something with your life someday. Anyway. <laughs> You're so pubescent. <laughs> yeah, you should, like, grow some facial hair or something. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. a goatee. <laughs> a goatee? He looks like a bit of a bookworm. I can see him having his own library. Yeah. He's definitely, definitely a librarian in his future. Yeah. I think his life's all set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Anyways, anyway. Brandon? Okay. <laughs> All right, piggyback off those answers. Yeah, I mean, Barney, Muppet Show, Sesame, you know, I was obsessed with all those things. I just loved practical television. Like, I love I love cartoons, but I just loved that these things were real. I knew they were real. I knew I could go up to them and touch them. And, you know, I was obsessed with this behind-the-scenes feature that I had on my Kermit Swap Years DVD, just watching Steve and Joey and all those guys. I was like, I think I need to do this. I think I can do this. And, like, yeah, I think I've done pretty well with it so far. Lights. And do you remember? Do you remember all your first, your first puppet, your first show? Oh, I have, I have my first show. puppet. Yeah. I, have, oh, yeah. I still have my first puppet. You want to leave? Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, Brad, you answer. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
while he's going, somebody else answer the question. Mark, you go. Oh, sure. Um, uh, my first puppet, I, I'm i not entirely sure what that was. Um, I know the first puppet that I ever made was like a sock puppet dog. I don't know if any of you have read uh, John Kennedy's book, but I had a copy of that when I was a little kid. Oh, I have a copy of that, too. Yeah, and it's great. It's got all these wonderful, uh, simple puppet design directions that you can build. It's just, it's mind-blowing. And it's a great kind of uh, gateway drug if you kind of want to get into building or experimenting with that kind of aspect of the world. But uh, let's see, the first thing I remember doing that was like a little bit less amateur was when I was in school... We did. We uh, my program had this thing where you could uh, kind of do side projects, and one of these side projects was a puppet show. So I auditioned for it and I got the role, and it was really really interesting. Like they actually built like miniature sets that were raised. It was a very very fun process. Nice. Okay, well, now that I'm back, this is my first puppet that I ever built when I was I think ten. And it's supposed to be Indiana Jones. <laughs> and I took a hospital sock. I took an old suede shoe that I had, cut it up, a couple of buttons, and I took my toy Woody hat. I was as, about to ask, is that Woody's hat? It is indeed Woody's <laughs> hat. I'm Indiana Jones. Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> and I cannot fit my hand in there anymore, which is why it's on a bottle of Jameson. Uh, mm. But, yeah, this is this is this was my first puppet. I just found it recently. So when you said first puppet, I was like, oh. I know where it is. Nice name, Indiana Jones. <laughs> that's really original. Really, and original. that's the that's the first puppet you ever built or that you ever owned. I guess both. I mean, I had like a toy Barney puppet when I was a kid, <laughs> um, but I guess first this was when I was like, oh, puppetry, that's a thing. Let me oh, try puppetry. Nice. That's where that came about. Is it a sock? Yeah, it's a. It was a. I think a hospital sock. It was brown, and I was like, okay, I can go with this brown. Theme, Indiana Jones. And then, what is the jacket? Is it like a what is that? Were you even paying attention? It's no. a suede shoe. He thought Mark was talking. Oh, that's right. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, it was a suede shoe that I cut up, uh, made a little whip for him. Mm -hmm. I took a little piece of foam for the the mouth plate, mm -hmm. and a couple buttons for the eyes. Yeah, I focus as well. <laughs> oh, is it? Let me, let me see if I can. You, you really had a missed opportunity there. If that had been a blue suede shoe, you would have had something. But <laughs> so yeah. close and yet so far. Well, then I would have called it Elvis Presley and not Indiana Jones. I'm Elvis Presley. Howdy, howdy. Put a cowboy hat. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Hamana, hamana, hamana. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember my first. Well, my first puppet was a crappy frog puppet I got from a gas station. And, uh, I, and I, it just had like this weird like button in its mouth. That I would just close it, go like ribbit, ribbit. And I think that when I got that, every time again back to Kermit Swamp Ears, every time Kermit come on, I would put this puppet on. I start doing lip syncs. So I think that was probably my first inkling into actually learning how to puppeteer. Uh, but my first show, I think it was a birthday party I did for my cousin, and it was just Elmo and my really terrible Ernie puppet I had at the time. Terrible. And, <laughs> terrible. Uh, and I made like twenty dollars. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, it's family, so I didn't. I couldn't make that much money. They're cheap. Big money. Yeah. Um, I remember. I I actually had um, 
as 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 far as my first puppet goes, I had this. It was a dog, and it was just the head of a dog. And um, I bought it at our local uh, grocery store, which is called AGB. I didn't buy it. My mom bought it, and um, reluctantly. And so, but I loved it. I absolutely loved it because it was it was just the most simple like. Put your hand in, open and close the mouth, puppeteer it. It had like decent eye focus for what it was. It was really comfortable. It was like filled with stuffing, but it was beautiful. It was a beautiful puppet. Um, I called it Susie, and it was essentially the same Susie character that that these guys know. Um, but it was just like, hi everybody, it's me, Susie. And that was the whole that was the whole bit. And me and my thank you so much. Thank you. Give this man a Stay seated, everybody. Stay seated. And me and my sister, we had we did like a puppet show at my at my uncle's house because he had a staircase with like a like a banister that was just like drywall that came up really high and so we I put a camera up there and we would puppeteer behind it and she had a, a cheerleader a pom pom and she was Fuzz and it was the Susie and Fuzz show and she was playing a guy named Fuzz and I was playing a girl named Susie. We didn't realize we were breaking so many barriers at the time. But it was uh, it was like really really fun and it was stupid. It was just us being really stupid. But that was like I don't know. So as far as firsts go, that was like my first character. My first uh, my first actual puppet was a little monkey puppet, but it wasn't like a proper hand puppet. He never really had a real character. The first puppet that I really gave a character was was that was that little dog, and um, it was just really fun. It was really silly, and that you know from even before that, but from there on certainly, I had, it just didn't stop. Sweetness. So, yeah. And when, you know, you obviously had a passion for what you did. When did you decide you wanted, as you kind of mentioned earlier, you wanted to take this pro, you wanted to make a career out of this. You wanted to, you know, share your talents with the world. For me? Mm-hmm. Anyone. Oh. Uh, so for me, it was just sort of like, uh, uh, a colleague of mine described it best, which is it was always just sort of like a laser beam pulling you in to do that always. It was never really a thing that I was thinking about. Oh, I kind of want to do that. It was just sort of everything that I did uh, was either helping me attain this or, or just directly like a step toward the direction of me doing this professionally. It was it was never really a question for for whatever reason. It was just what I what I wanted to do, what I said I wanted to do, and it just it just happened. There was never really a point where where that I can think of that it was like I want to do that. It was just everything was always led up to I love puppets and I want to play with them and I want to do it on camera. And half the time I'm still surprised that I get paid for it. Honestly, like I, I always forget that I'm like, oh, man, that was fun. And then I, I'll get like a paycheck in the mail or I'll see something in my bank account. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot people. People pay you for this stuff. And I think so, we're all in the same boat with that. It's like shocking. Yeah. It's like we get it, to have fun and get money for it. We get money. Have fun. I was what? like, I just I just fooled around with my friends for like a week. And and what? And y'all are going to pay for this? OK. I, yeah, like, like you get the paycheck and you're walking away like, hey, what a sucker! Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> I, mean, it's I didn't, I didn't work a day. Like, I didn't work. It it really yeah. is. It, there are so many days, especially like on Sesame Street, like when you when you get to do stuff like that, or just like any real professional gig, that I think so many of us with that passion are saying, oh man, the amount of money that I would pay to have this opportunity, 
and they're paying me more than I could have afforded to pay to let them, you know, offer me this opportunity genuinely, because every day is, is the kind of day that people, people dream that they can have mm-hmm. every, every day on set is, is a day that people would really, really pay a lot of money to experience for one day. Mm. And it's, it's our job and we, we get money for it and we have fun for it. People call us in to do it. Yeah. It's insane. It's we used to have, we used to have jokes saying, Oh, you know, Oh, I'd pay to be on that show. I'll pay yeah. them to be on that show <laughs> when we were younger. Yeah. And now it's literally, paying you. It's, it's a little, it's a little bit uh, mind blowing. And it's, yeah. it's, it's such a blessing that we have this opportunity because yeah. so many people would love to be where we are. So yeah. we, we, every day we have to open our eyes and really be thankful because it's, it's incredible. Yeah. Part of the reason always was like, that whole thing, you know, I wanted to, uh, I cut off Mark. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I do that anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, the thing, the thing that really signified for me was I would always watch my mom and dad come home from work. You know, my mom worked at a bank, you know, she hated counting money. She hated math. My dad, worked 12 hours a day round clock as you know airport security they'd come home tired and like drowsy and just like even as a five-year-old i said i don't want to come home from work like this i want to come from work saying i can't wait to go back to work like i want to love my job and i'm this is like my second job that i've had i had a real job before this but i love doing this i can't think of even going back to doing my old job because this is way more fun yeah and there, there's so many people that, you know, have a job that they can't stand. And yeah, they're, you know, they went into it and they know that they're going to make a ton of money and they can afford all this crazy cool stuff. And, you know, you don't go into the arts for money. If you are, then you're in the wrong field. Yeah. But you go into it because you get to go to work every day and really enjoy your job because that's where you're spending a large percentage of your life. So uh, for us, and I assume everybody who has gone into the arts field, they went in be- because of that, not because of the money, because of you're going to just enjoy your job. You're going to want to go back to work every day. Yeah. Like there's this certain level of kind of dissonance that you get. Like you, you have kind of an imposter syndrome a little bit. Like it's like, really, I'm getting paid to do this. They, they want to give me money to do this thing that like I was doing as a hobby for years. Like, are are they sure? Am I in the right place? it's the kind of thing where you don't really think that it's a viable career path until somebody kind of grabs you by the shoulders and goes, what are you doing? Go out and do it. You must. And it's like, Oh my God, maybe, maybe I should. Like, it's the kind of thing you never really think about until it just smacks you in the face and you realize, okay, so this is something that actually is on the table and it's tangible. I can pick it up. I can actually run with this. Like, this is amazing. And it's like, the moment that you realize that you can do that, it's like this huge epiphany in your life. Like, oh my God, I can actually work in the arts. This is incredible. It's like that lofty goal that you can't achieve. It's like this, the Herculean task of climbing up the mountain. And it's like, as soon as you realize there actually is a path up there, you're like, what? It's, it's the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. Brilliant yeah. answers. You guys reminded me so much of one of my favorite sayings. If you've ever seen the new Netflix series, Cobra Kai. Mm. Sure man, who work, man who works for passion is far richer than man who works for money mm. that that explains oh, the arts time. field yeah just in oh, general poetry and and all the different art fields that are out there because mm-hmm. you're hanging on the napkin so i don't forget it because <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely right like you see these people all the time they're accountants they're 
you know, business owners, they're this, they that. They come home and they're just like, I'm exhausted, but I have 10 hours before I have to go back to work or something. So yeah. whatever. But then there are people who have fun jobs, who are, you know, small business owners, who are this, you know, who work on television. And it's like, yeah. I only have eight hours before I have to go back to work again. Sweet, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's one of those things where, like, <laughs> what? What happened? What happened? Uh, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Wait, 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 Brad. Was that was that in a newspaper? This was in a newspaper. Oh my gosh! I should have seen this coming. Oh, I really should have seen this coming. Right behind it. Hmm, right here. What? Right here. Yeah. What's the story? The story. Let's. The story behind it is uh, Sebastian Ricci, a good, very good friend of mine. Um, if you look him up and you uh, you can look up Sebastiano Ricci puppeteer and he had a bunch of articles come out about him several years ago because he created his own. This is actually kind of a good story. He created his own degree in puppetry at the school that he went to. Mm -hmm. And people people were so impressed. People were so <laughs> impressed by it that they they actually like interviewed him and they they put him in the paper and they did all these news stories. And this is one of the classic images from this that was featured in oh so many places in my opinion not as not enough places um it was so in plenty of places it was back. i could i could definitely say it's been in plenty of places i believe the original print is hanging in the louvre right now i think it is hanging in the yes yeah it's hanging in his mother's house hanging in my mother's house it's not <laughs> alive we were there yesterday so now that brings up the follow-up uh, question how did you get a school to convince to make a major out of this or to create a program out of this um it the college that i went to had a program called interdisciplinary studies where you can pull from different departments and kind of form formulate your own major if you couldn't find something that was specific to you mm. um, so i did a double major where like mark studied film and television but i also was able to pull from that department and from the theater department and from the art department different um I can't focus with Brad. I'm very sorry. All those different ideas together from three different majors and formulate a personalized major for me, which was around the puppet arts. So I could like formulate my own class. It was a lot of self-teaching, but you know, they would provide me the tools um, to, to have like my own like puppetry classes, puppetry workshops where I just am sitting in front of a monitor or doing like a three camera setup or uh, doing stuff like that. I could bring people in and I could learn how to teach puppetry. Uh, and then I would learn different aspects of building puppets. Uh, so it was it was it was a fun thing to do. And then COVID hit, and uh, then it was all from home. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so, yeah. Yep. And that's yeah. where that picture came from. Nice. So I know I'm gonna probably regret asking this question. So please keep it buddy like again. How did you all meet? Oh, this is this is fun. Three, two, one. Barney. Oh, what? What? <laughs> what did Mark say? No, I'm saying it, we, it, we, we, were, we met at a mixer from all of our parole officers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to see what was the most uh, zany combination they could make with a friend group. Oh, and they were so like, zany. okay, why don't we... Uh, it, it was actually a bet. I don't know if you guys knew this. Did anyone tell I you about know. that? I didn't know we were friends. <laughs> yeah, this, this was all an experiment to see if it would uh, pan out. And it didn't. Who would have thought? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I mean, the short, short story short, I mean, and then I'll pass it to you. But I mean, I met 
uh, Brad and Seb at a Sesame Workshop that was 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I kind of knew Seb from Muppet Seb's YouTube channel, I guess. Yeah, look <laughs> it up. Yeah, look. Well, or not. well, not really. It's not there. You don't not, need to. None of the good stuff is there. You deleted everything. But then um, a few months, uh, or a couple years passed, and you set up a chat. Yeah, we. This was again during COVID, uh, and we are all kids that grew up watching a lot of Barney the Dinosaur, and I also I knew Brad and Brandon from Sesame, and uh, Mark and I have a mutual friend, and one by one, when I would see like an article or, or something like a, a cool thing on eBay pop up, I would be sending it to them individually, and I'm like, after like a month of sending one to Brandon and one to Brad and one to Mark. I'm like, guys, we're all puppeteers and we, we all have this very common interest. I'm just going to make a group chat and send it to, to everybody. And that was just me being lazy. <laughs> Who would have thought, you know, all this time later that we're all, we're all like this now. Uh, yeah. It's actually really, really cool. I'd say get rid of one of those fingers. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, yeah, it just kind of came from me being lazy. Who, who would have thought? Yeah. Nice. Laziness See? is the mother of invention. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Hmm. Sometimes this pays off. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. One thing led Anyone to another. Do you have any details to add to that or anything like that? No, well, I mean, uh, I do remember, with, with the exception of Mark, because actually, am I the only one? I've yet to meet Mark in person. I don't I've think met none him. of us have met Mark in person because he, no. he lives uh, in Canada. He lives, he lives in Canada. And so, yeah. but the funny thing is, I talk to him more than I talk to most people. I talk to. Um, these guys more than I talk yeah, to them. Honestly, Mark at least have... every day for like five hours. Yeah. yeah. So like the day that we meet Mark, it's probably not going to feel like. No, it's not going to feel weird. weird. Yeah, it's, Aside it's... from how tall are you, Mark? Yeah. Uh, six feet. Yeah, you're a tall yeah. man. Yeah. Aside from that, it's not going to feel weird. Yeah. No. If we're all sitting, I'll be fine. But like. Yeah, it, well, it's it, it's going to be really, really unspecial. And I know this because every time oh, I, I meet anybody, they tell me that it's very unspecial. Yeah, it's not going to be special one bit. No, oh, no, no, absolutely no. not. You're like, oh, this is you. Bye. Yeah, it'll be the most run-of-the-mill thing that you've ever done in your life. Trust me. But yeah, so it, far. it's kind of like it's kind of like. But then I'll meet you a second time. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But remember, don't ever try to do the same act twice. Why? I would write that on the napkin, but I already used it. <laughs> I'm just trying to sound poignant. <laughs> Um, But yeah, it's cool because we're we're essentially modern day pen pals, uh, especially with Mark because we haven't met Mark in person. But like, you know, I see Brandon and Brad every once in a blue moon, but it doesn't feel like that because we we talk on the phone, we video chat all the time. You know what's so funny though, Seb? I still see you more than I see most of my friends. Yeah, same. That's uh, Because obviously I don't consider you a friend. We don't have friends. We don't have other friends. But like, no, but genuinely... Uh, with and Brandon, I'm seeing you more often now, which is which is fantastic. Um, okay, but the uh, <laughs> but the um, good, but Seb, because, I mean, because I work in New York so much, I mean, we we're always making it a point to see each other, and then whenever we can't, it's like okay, well, I'll see you next month anyway, you know, yeah. because it's just it's just what's going to happen. And I have friends who I live in town with here in San Antonio that I see less frequently than I see this person who lives on the complete other side of the country. Um, and so we, we really did, and, and I remember, it's so funny, I, I think I've told you guys this story before, and this one's a real one, so be patient, but uh, we were leaving we Sesame, we were leaving Sesame Workshop, uh, after the three-day workshop, it was the very last day, it was uh, not the four of us, but it was the three of us plus another puppeteer, and um, we were walking from 
like roughly 1900 Broadway from where Central Park is to Times Square. So it's, it's like maybe a 20, 30 minute walk. And we're all just walking together and having fun and enjoying ourselves. And it was one of the first times for me that I felt like I'd found my clan of people, like, I, like I'd found my group. Um, and it was really interesting. By the time it got to Times Square, we were standing under the awning for the SpongeBob musical, uh, Broadway musical. It was at the time when that was still running and it was on Broadway. And it was right there uh, on Times Square. We're standing under the marquee. And they are, for about 30 minutes straight, just quoting SpongeBob and Fairly Odd Parents. No real, <laughs> no real words are being said, <laughs> aside from <clears throat> ones that Butch Hartman had wrote, had written. And um, it was funny, and I was really impressed. But I do remember legitimately looking at all of them and being like, I really think I'm standing next to the next generation of Muppet performers. Like, I really do think I'm standing in this group right now. And uh, lo and behold, I, I literally was. I mean, I, I, it was just like this, this epiphany that I had in that moment. Like, I, I can't believe, I'm so lucky that I'm here in this moment with these people because these people are going to be, you know, the new people that, 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 kids who are younger than us right now are going to be reading about and looking up to and seeing what they're doing and and wanting to be them and and interviewing and and just all of these wonderful wonderful things and i was like i i just felt it in that moment and and just a few years later it turns out to be more true than i'd even expected you know um just just uh time and time again it's proven that you know this group of people uh this is including mark now uh, but that this group of people is going to go uh, very far and accomplish all of the things that 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 they're setting out to just as well. They're, it's it's going to be so cool to have like a new group of Muppet guys, Muppet friends, because there are, there are many, many women now that are a part of this club and it's fantastic. It's fantastic. So I'm going to say just like Muppet pals, Muppet people who are really, really doing incredible things and to be a part of this 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 group of people who are are not only having characters on their own right now but will soon have characters that are going to be the ones that kids look up to is just is, is absolutely incredible and really really special and so i remember that from the first moment that we met i remember being so excited that i finally had a group chat of puppeteers to be a part of because i was always like you know as many of us puppeteers feel always feeling like the odd man out and even amongst the puppeteer community, I felt like the odd one out. And so I'm just like really, really glad um, that I found this group and that all of us have now found our own successes, not only just through each other, but individually. Um, it's been it's been it's been a wonderful several years to watch everybody grow and become who they are today. And then just to continue like right now to be continuing to watch everybody grow. Mm -hmm and do incredible things is like i mean just the reason that y'all two are in new york together and the stuff that mark has done recently is just it's just so incredible to see and i'm i'm, I'm very grateful to be a part of this group yeah. and i think the best part of that as well is we build each other up so much mm -hmm. so pa pandemic when we started this group we weren't really doing anything i mean we were still doing our own things from on the side but like we were just sitting around just like making a bond with each other trying to start our own thing and then one by one each of us started getting picked up by things some of us were getting called for like the same stuff over and over again but 
you know, no matter what happened, we're always like, oh my God, I hope he gets it. I hope he gets it. Or even when something did happen, like, oh, I hope they bring you in. I hope they call you. That's the best thing yeah. that I love about this group. I had a great friend group in my old hometown. I'm not going to say anything bad about them, but there was some, there was some time. <laughs> they all suck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they weren't puppeteers, so they weren't, I count them as real people. But bad, but I hate them all. <laughs> they can, I'm not. This is the PG cast, but I like. I'm not gonna. I'm trying not to cry right now. But I please don't. It's gross when you do I, that. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I I think I found the people that when I die, I'm gonna say I'm so glad I got to know these people. I'm so glad I got to. Wait, after or before you die? Well, I'm not going to say it after because I'm not going to have much time to say anything, but you can say it at the casket. I'm going to open it. Uh, but <laughs> it's got dark. Uh, <laughs> you put that on yourself. I, but no, I just love I love these guys. These are the best people I've ever met. And so far, you know, I feel like, like Brad said, I feel like, I feel like Seb is my Frank. I feel like Brad is my Jerry. Mark is my maybe Richard. I don't, I, I don't, is that, is that good for you, Mark? And Mark is, uh, yeah. Favorite? <laughs> Mark is Phoebe. And then who who is the goat and uh this guy? This guy is like the intern. <laughs> like, see how he's peeking in, like, can I like wrangle this? Can I touch a big bird together? <laughs> you inspired me, Brandon. I drew a picture. Oh, you did? <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, god. You know I love, you know, Seb, can you get that on the TV? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, love it, love it. Okay, well, wait, who's the goat? Or no, the uh, alpaca, the llama, whatever that thing is. Uh, Tamir. That's Tamir. <laughs> That's yeah. Tamir. That's my good old. Oh, I see. Tamir. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Go on. Uh, what, but it's 100 percent no, true, though, Brandon. It's 100%. Yeah, that really is Tamir. That is 100. <laughs> it really is Tamir. Yeah. <laughs> you want to say something, Mark? I think. Yeah. Well, you know what's really shocking to me is when I first met all of you. And we started like talking regularly and kind of getting to know each other. It was this weird sensation of feeling like I had known you my whole life, even though I had just met you. And that very rarely happens. So what it does, it's like it really does raise an eyebrow and it makes you go, huh, these are people you got to keep around, old boy. <laughs> yeah, there's something really special, yeah. something to say about, especially in the case of Mark, somebody that you've never met in person but you don't think about that. Like until today, I kind of forgot that I've never yeah. met Mark. Like that's something so special, such a special connection you can have with people that you don't see each other every day. You don't live in the same time zone and you just, you forget about, forget about all of that because you guys talk so much and you're just so close that none of that matters. I know at least uh, Seb and I had the moment where at, during the workshop, I know we clicked because we ended up being sort of a part of the same group. No, and I, I actually really hated you. Um, <laughs> you were really annoying. He was the worst out of the whole bunch. <laughs> I remember this little like unbearded kid like with his phone like, "Hey, can you like film me as Matt teaches me how to walk?" <laughs> <That's you>. um, <laughs> sorry, then you had a But I know there was a moment where like both of us really clicked and and sort of I know we wanted to become partners, but something like things went a different way, mm -hmm. and it was it was that it's that sort of feeling of like ah that's it's a bunch of me's. Yep. And this, mm -hmm. this one is like, it's just, it's, it was so, oh gosh. Like the first time you meet another person who's like obsessed with putting on a puppet 
and just like, oh, it's just, it's just this, this, oh, this wonderful feeling. But what you don't really know, and Brandon and I just learned this recently, that these people that we know right now, we're, we're, we literally are going to know for the rest of our lives. Mm, I mean, with, with very few exceptions, and I'm cool with this, by the way, like, I'm really cool with the fact that I'm, I'm, I'm 100% aware that you folks are the people that are going to be in my life until, until it's done, you know, like, mm-hmm. no and matter when is that what. happening? So, uh, not soon enough. Um, <laughs> uh but like can we explain the process we we can try okay we can try okay uh i'll have my people uh make things happen <laughs> okay um so yeah it's it's just one of those things that it's it's really really incredible to know and it's a, it's a it's a weird feeling because um i think a lot of people don't don't have that but really really want it um people who work you know and there's nothing wrong with the with the you know, being a teacher, being a, a uh, working at an office job, or you know, even being a farmer—I don't know—like people will come and go through your life, and um, that's great. I mean, that's a part of life. Uh, but what we have is something very, very special, which is some just something that's going to last longer than even potentially marriages that we have in the future. You know, like this this friendship that we have is going to outlast those some of those things on some occasions, and we will know these people longer than we will know our children in the future, and and um, it's 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 one of those weird weird things. I mean, you can look at you can look at pictures of the Muppeteers when they were younger, and you can look at them when they're older, and you can look at them as as you know one by one as that as they progressively get older like you know jerry and jim and dave and everybody you can look at pictures where it's like it's everybody who's still alive and and those are very uh special and magical friendships and we're one of the luckiest group of people um to get to have those friends who we get to have and we don't really get to choose um even though we kind of do but we don't really get to choose these people and we're very lucky that there's such wonderful people that get to be the through line of our lives. You know, and I think that's really, really great. And it's people who are selfless and caring and uh, kind and extremely talented. And some of them are even funny. Um, so some. It's really, hmm? some. Some. Hmm? Some of them. Is that your cat's name? Some of them. Yes. This is my cat. Okay. Some of them. So, uh, yeah, it's just really, it's just something that's really, really special. Beautiful, beautiful answers. You guys nailed it. This is the future. You're all connected, even when we're all in different areas, you know? Yeah, two of us are sharing the screen right now, but one of us is Pennsylvania, one of us Canada, you know, New York, anywhere. Just, it's all, that's what BuddyCast is, bringing these buddies together, whether you're old buddies or new buddies. It's all about bringing buddies together and making that connection. So that brings me to my next question, which is where do you hope that this talent will take you in the future? Like, what do you hope to achieve from being a puppeteer? I know some of you have already made it big time with Sesame Street, you know, but where else do you hope this will take you one day? I think if it can get me and all of my friends to work together, I think that's really the end goal is to have Mm -hmm. all the people that I'm super close with and have been on this journey with me 
in that same room on that same sound stage in front of the same camera. That I think to me is the coolest thing in the world. So that's my end goal. And once that happens, it's just continuing it over and over again. You know, the filmmaker in me wants to use puppets as a medium to tell interesting stories and see where it can be taken in terms of uh, how far can the audience's suspension of disbelief be stretched? What, ki what kinds of ways have puppets not been used in entertainment before? Like, I, I would love to experiment with that kind of thing. But really, I'd rather just have fun with it. <laughs> like, there's no point in doing anything in the arts if it's always a drag and it's painful and you're constantly ripping your hair out and gritting your teeth. And I think part of what makes this kind of work so fun is when you work with your friends. And even if you've never seen them in you know a, a, a very extended period or maybe you've never even met them in person it's like it's like the moment that you're all there on set it's like no time has passed it's like you've just been pulled into another dimension it's freaky it's incredible and it, it feels like no time passes when you do even the longest shoot day it's just like you it's you blink and it's gone it's just, it, it's the most mind blowing thing ever. And it's like, if you can, if I can do that my entire life and get paid for it, it's like, yeah, hook me up. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I'd probably agree with Mark and Seb, you know, work with all my friends and get paid to be a goofball yeah. with my buddies. And to just to keep make an honest living. If I can do this forever, make a good living to support myself. That's a, yeah, 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 Brad. I don't want to live in a it's box. Just, Honest living. It's, it's <laughs> like the 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 the. Is there an honest living? That, well, no. I think ours is not. I think ours is ridiculous we're, that we're getting money to play with dolls. Like I still like it. Still goes back to what I was saying before. Like it's not that I don't like getting paid, but it still feels weird to get paid for what I'm doing, and it doesn't feel. And I know that it is because I know that it is hard and very specialized work, but it's so much fun that it doesn't feel like an honest living. It feels like I'm just... It's a dishonest like living. Like, money's just falling upon me. They're just throwing taxpayers' money at Which is not the case. But yeah. it, it really does this just, like, feel like somebody's, like... It's like, oh, it, like, you get to go and have fun and make people laugh and have people make you laugh, and then people are going to, like, you know, toss a little bit of money at you. That's what it feels like. It, it doesn't feel like an honest living, though I know it is. It's, I don't know that it's ever going to feel that way to me. It always yeah. feels like you're running a scam. <laughs> it's it really does. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I got you. I wiggled the dolls and you gave me the money. Ah, I <laughs> what it's a so sucker. Because <laughs> it feels like I'm one of those people that it's like I, I pretty much like I have a bag packed by the door. I mean, metaphorically. A backpack? A bag packed by the door. Okay. Uh, like <laughs> whenever like I'm on Sesame or whatever set I'm on. Because I'm like, oh, they're gonna find out. They're gonna find out soon that I don't know what I don't know what I'm doing, uh, and they haven't figured that. it out yet. But when they do, I'll be yeah. like, thank you for your time. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna grab my bag and I'm gonna go. I think take this Tamir and shove off. I will just grab this Tamir and I'll grab that Wes, and I will be on my way. <laughs> That'll be mine. That'll be mine. We'll, yeah, we'll have our people call your people, <laughs> or rather, we we won't call your people. <laughs> yeah. Don't call us. We'll call you. The <laughs> That's normally the case. <laughs> yeah. 
imposter syndrome is too real. Uh, you Big definitely time. feel that. You're like, yes, well, me. Are you sure? You're. There's gonna be a day where you're like, oh, we made a mistake. No, no, no. It was supposed to be the other person. Yeah. You're like, ah, I figured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why would they call me? They have him. Imposter syndrome. That's exactly how I felt when I got hired. Yeah. Exactly. That's how, that's how we all hired. feel. I was like, I was like, y'all emailed the wrong person. But I was like, I'm going to accept this before they realize they emailed the wrong person because they they can't take it back once I've accepted it. <laughs> In the legal terms and conditions. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I need to sign something now <laughs> so that it's official. Before they mix it up with Bradley they Freeman. Realize, Every time yeah, they type in like, Frank Oz, it autocorrects to Bradley Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> Why? So now I've got some educational questions for you. I've got two, actually. The first one being, have you used your puppets for educational purposes, such as Sesame Street, of course, but like for like to teach lessons, to teach like kid, you know, for like a kid's show or so? Have you really like driven a, a lesson in like friendship or just even a hidden message, if you would? Uh, I'd say we, well, with, with Cor- Cornerstone, I guess we kind of did that. Well, that was our own thing. Yeah, if Brad wants to address that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the place at the, the, the place where I used to work, we <laughs> had this we had this uh, big summer event, and and uh, I was able to bring on um, Sebastiano and Brandon to come and help with the show that we did. And because like we couldn't get Mark a work visa <laughs> to Canada from Canada, I had him write the show so that we could at least still have him involved. And it was good. It was educational. It was technically, it was kind of more for entertainment than anything. Um, but I think all of us technically being puppeteers inevitably have done things that are educational. Yeah, because um, even things that are deemed as entertainment, they always have like the hidden mission, yeah, the hidden yeah. message of love and, and compassion, you know? And then when yeah, we yeah. work on shows like Sesame Street, it's it's about being smarter, stronger, and kinder. Yeah. Uh, and even when uh, when I was performing Tigger in the, the Winnie the Pooh show, it's all about, you know, love. Mm-hmm. Love, love for other people. There's when you do puppetry for adults, I've, I've noticed that you could pretty much have a puppet say whatever, and they'll still be captivated. Like, it's like, oh my god, that, that is insane. That is, I can't believe what I'm seeing. So, I would frequently use that whenever I needed to do a presentation when I was in school. And it was mostly just kind of as a fallback if I had terrible content. <laughs> like, if it was like really ill-researched, or I didn't have enough kind of uh, juice to have it make sense. I'll go, okay, if I do the puppet and I, I, if it's entertaining enough, maybe they won't notice. I don't really know what I'm talking about. And most of the time it worked. Nice. And is nice. doing something. Nice. Now, here's another question. What's the biggest lesson that this talent has taught you? That being a puppeteer has taught you? Hmm. Work out your arm muscles? That's a toughie. Well, you already answered it then. Did I? You basically just said the arm muscles. You want to use that as your answer? Sure. Yeah. You want to fall back on something? Working on your, your arm muscles. <laughs> uh, collaboration. The big one. Mm, I'd say multitasking. Multitasking is a really good one. That's a good answer. Um, I think aside from, from all of those answers, which are, yeah, 100%. I would say, um, shoot, 
um, how, how, do, how do I say this? It, it's not it's not confidence, but I think it is it is in part confidence because um, puppetry, for the most part, most of the sets that you work on are very, very fast paced and very much like we just need to get it done on Sesame. It's like you don't you don't really get more than three takes to do anything. And um, I learned pretty early on to just like make a choice, stick with it, hope it's the right one. If it's not, have another couple ready. Um, and just to not like, not be so, uh, how do you say, not, not tender, tender is not the word, but not to be so, you know, tentative towards certain things and to just mm -hmm. really go for it. Just really go for it all the way. Don't be so hesitant. Just, just going for it. I Whatever the word for that is. Confidence, yeah. Okay, so just having the, window. Yeah, yeah, having the confidence to make a bold choice. Making the bold choice because you're not going to yeah. have Yeah. And and which which also applies to life just in general. Um, and that's aside from the collaboration and teamwork and all of that stuff, which are which are completely and totally vital to working in this industry. A big one is being being confident in your choices and just making a choice. And if it doesn't work, guess what? You have two more takes. You know, and you can you can try you can try another choice. But you know, people will applaud the fact that you you made a choice to begin with because if you're just doing everything to the to the a little bit if you're just playing it safe then you know the character's never going to be able to connect with anybody that was something that marty always told me and i'm probably told everybody is if you're going to make a choice you need to make it and really make be it. big about it yeah. if you're going to be if you're going to mess up be big about it don't mess up quietly in the background really go yeah. for it. and i yeah. think that falls under confidence for sure yeah wow. Dang it. <laughs> now, now that I think about it, you know, piggybacking off of what Brad was talking about in terms of uh, having less inhibition with your performance, I think, at least for me, I've I've learned to really stretch as a performer. Because when you, what I love about puppetry is that I'm not inhibited by this. Like, this does not enter into the equation. It's whatever is being channeled through my hand. So... Uh -huh. I can play whatever, well, not well, loosely speaking. <laughs> you are given the chance to play whatever is thrown at you. And uh, I've been lucky enough to play characters that are like nothing like me at all. Like, <laughs> if yeah, I like they're kind. Them, yeah, they're kind, they're caring, they're <laughs> well, kind, they're smart. They, yeah, they're handsome. <laughs> they, uh, you know, hey. let's not get dark. But uh, let's talk about you know, my friend it, that it, way. It, it, it really <laughs> is fascinating to be able to play characters that normally, if you were to go up for them as a flesh actor, you know, a live action with your face, your voice, and everything, they would be like, mm, "We don't think you're right for the part necessarily." Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, and how many other opportunities do you get to play like weird animal characters? Like, <laughs> it's just the coolest thing. Brilliant. Now, in some of those messages, you mentioned physicalities, like you mentioned, you know, like multitasking or muscle movement. How long does it take you guys to prep for a show, prep for a take, and really sync up the lines to the puppets, really sync up to those movements? Uh, uh, I'll say personally, I mean, you normally I'll probably do like at least sometimes when I've done Sesame with Brad, I'll get up, do like a rep of like 15, 20 push-ups in the morning, you know, just like a little stretching here and there. Cause we don't really stretch that much before we start. Um, and then I'll, we should, it's very overlooked. 
Yeah. And then maybe like a few quick run-ins to the camera um, just to see where I'm starting from. But um, yeah, it's, I, I, mean, I guess it just depends on what's being done. It depends on that. It depends on the form of puppetry. We, yeah. you know, when we were doing Winnie the Pooh, it's, it's a workout. It's a really big workout. We have really heavy puppets strapped to us and we're in like seven layers of clothes. So we're sweating a lot and it, it, you have to really be in shape. So we would be doing a lot of stretches. We'd be rolling out uh, before shows, after shows, in between. Uh, so I think a lot of it also depends on the form of puppetry that you're doing. Mm -hmm. well. yeah. mm -hmm. And sometimes, uh, you know, it's good to just sort of stretch like preemptively because I had a day where I was um, to mirror, this will come out next season, but I had a day where I was to mirror under a table in one of the worst positions I've been in in a very long time for about for about three and a half hours straight where I really Oof. couldn't come out. I really couldn't come out because we were doing, it was a shot every, every five minutes, roughly. We were doing a different shot and getting, getting coverage and it was Sesame, which is weird because it usually doesn't happen that slow with Sesame. But um, yeah. So just to, just in case, no matter what you're doing, if you know you're going to do something intense, then definitely stretch and, and do what you can. But otherwise it's very much overlooked. Yeah. Like Brandon or Seb was saying, one of them, um, I can't tell them apart anymore, but uh, there the was some, yeah, yeah pretty much the same thing. Don't we? And uh, <laughs> yeah, look we at those two. Twins. We can be look twins. At those two. How handsome. Um, that's a word for it. <laughs> it's yeah. Carrot Top with Frankie Cordero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, uh, it's okay. I'm not. I'm not moving. Uh, but yeah, it's it's very much overlooked in the puppetry community of stretching. So and and we're we're I think um, you know especially people like Peter and Alice are trying to change that narrative and make it a regular thing. Uh, Marty Martin Robinson stretches before every uh, before every performance. So yeah, we should do it too. Yeah. Nice. Also, want the audience to know if because we're not we're not showing a lot of Mark pictures behind us. That's because we barely get to see his face even when we Facetime him. Yeah, we don't have a lot of actual images of Mark. That is this is correct. the first time I've seen Mark's face in like a month, and I talk it's, to him every day. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> He's always like, turning off his camera. Always off. His camera's always off. Oh, you mean like this? Yep. Oh, this, oh it feels like home wow. now. Wow, it's better now. Right back where we belong. Wow, it's like he's hiding something. It's like the end of Muppets Take Manhattan. I finally feel right again. Yep. Yeah. This is great. Cool. So if we could just continue the the rest of the. <laughs> oh, that's better. That, I love this. <laughs> that that honestly makes me feel more like I'm at home. That yeah, Mark, can you start that. doing this when we video chat? Oh, and you're frozen now. Oh, <laughs> I killed him. Go. Oh God, I'm sorry. He broke it. No, it's, broke um, it. to kind of piggyback what everybody else was saying. I, there's one thing I always do before I perform, and that is drink coffee. <laughs> Ooh, I oh yeah. No, I need it. I need it. Especially oh, crap, if you're shooting early in the morning. I'm glad, I'm glad we're wearing masks right now when we perform. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it's, um... Hi, I'm Mark's character. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Ooh, I'm sure you are. Double shot no. of espresso today. Double okay. shot. Ooh. No, oh, no. Mark, you were sleepy this morning, <laughs> weren't you? Keep a little mouthwash handy. You're okay. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's all a right. bite of an onion between every take. <laughs> yeah. <Sorry. laughs> Just to keep him sharp, you know? Shrek is love. Shrek is life. No, but dietary, watching your diet is actually really important. Uh, when, we were, when we were in poo, we had to be super careful, especially for me and the other guys playing Tigger, because we're literally jumping around with 
about 30 to 40 pounds uh, strapped to us. And we had, we had to like pinpoint exactly what we could eat and how much we could eat before a show. Otherwise it would be bad news. Mm. So be really, really careful. Be like, okay, we will have a smoothie. We will have some bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like I mean, chicken. I we, we knew our spots in the area that we could go to. And then we knew the spots that we could go to after a show because we knew how they would affect us. And we had to be really careful about that. So diet yeah. is, is important. Like when I'm performing, I tend to eat light and try to stay hydrated. But when I'm finished, I try to eat something that has a pretty decent amount of protein, especially if you've been doing something like incredibly physical, like you're going to really feel it after you stop, like give it maybe like a half hour to an hour. And then all of a sudden it just, whoo, it washes over you, especially if you're doing anything that's like, like what uh, Seb was talking about, where you're using your entire body to perform like, Anything that is going to weigh you down and you need to keep that energy up, like it's it's gonna hit you. <laughs> it's fun, yeah. but it'll hit you. Yeah, I, I yeah, I made that mistake. I did a. I mean, Nick knows this because he saw this in my interview. My giant Barney costume. Um, mm. I did a party, a birthday party, and they didn't keep me till like after like the kids had eaten stuff. And I was like, well, I'm just sitting there waiting. They're like, well, we brought you like pizza and we brought you a soda and i was like well i haven't eaten anything yet so i need to eat this and i was like i'm literally about to get in the suit it's 80 degrees outside i'm gonna be jumping around for 20 minutes ended up being in that suit for an hour and a half oh <laughs> and oh, i boy. i uh-uh. was not in a good place after that <laughs> hour and a half well uh. was the meet and greet and they wanted to keep playing with him outside so i was like i pushed the limit then farther than i usually go my own but yeah. that's the gig all right home you sacrifice yeah. for the art. Yes. Yay. I mean, there's I this wasn't really a puppetry thing, but I did a performance once that was suit work effectively. And uh, you know, it was in August, it was hot, and I was drinking consistently the entire day. Like I was like pounding it back to try to stay hydrated. And when I went off, I I was drenched. Like I cannot overstate hydration. It is the most integral thing that you could possibly do because if you don't, like it again, like I was talking about with the, when you're doing something physical, it hits you like the hydration will hit you way faster. <laughs> don't ever think you're too cool to drink water kids. Oh, yeah. This is this. I just bought it and oh, can you see it? Hold on. Let me move over a little bit. God damn it. Mm. You just bought that Sebastiano. Uh, there you wow. go. This this uh, this water bottle here, I bought it recently at, at Target, and oh my gosh, it has been one of the best things. I just I I love it so much. Oh. I can keep it with me all the time. I can put stickers all over it, but I haven't because this is like my third one that I bought. Um, That's but it's great, right? That's a two toned bottle. Yeah, this is the two toned one. Wow, you've kept with it. Yeah, I've kept with it. I really have, and I have I have two more. And he's been going uh, through bottles like water. Okay. He's been and, getting bottles of the yin yang. I have this one here. Yeah. I have I have one more of these that's actually I bought for you, but I, I haven't I haven't uh, seen you yet. You mean you um, bought it for me? Okay, we went Mark. to like three different targets and we couldn't find couldn't find it. But bottle. they have a ton at the one here. So anyway, this one this it's is got not like the best little top. Yeah, no, it's not. But but staying hydrated. hydrated. But it's part of being hydrated, uh, hydrated, and uh, <laughs> so like <laughs> when you're when you're on set though, I mean like I sweat. This is not a secret to any wrangler that has helped me at all eh. or people that have to put on your puppets after you. yeah or people that have to put on my because like <laughs> oh, if I'm there the is way. no 
if there is no like moving air uh, on set, then I start to my arm will start to sweat immediately. Yeah. And Rose, one of our wonderful wranglers, already knows. Like she'll she'll take off my puppet. It'll it'll make that sound, that very special sound that sweaty puppets make when it's sliding off of you. And she'll literally like put it on a hair dryer, you know, between every take to make sure that I can that I'm good to go for the next one. Um, but like it's very important that I stay hydrated. Otherwise, I'm not going to make it through the day. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a hard day. Yeah. Um, In other words, so Sesame Street's going to have a nice little puppet that just all of a sudden goes. Yeah, just just collapses <laughs> in the background. Uh, which uh, they're not uh, super uh, excited when that happens. So, <laughs> yeah, just trying my best to. But they don't yeah, play but staying hydrated is important. In the Muppet mm -hmm. Room, they keep uh, like tablets of electrolytes to add to your water because they're like mm -hmm. very serious about keeping yourself hydrated. You got to do it because it's hard. I mean, you're wearing uh, some puppeteers don't sweat, which I don't understand. That but a lot of us, a lot of us do. We're wearing, um, you know, the, we're essentially just wearing these fur suits. Uh, over our head in these in these yoga poses for extended periods of time, having to act like it's okay, and um, it's it's it can be hard. Yeah, you're really? you're, you're bending your body in ways that it was not intended to be moved. So, it's true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Last I week, mean, last week they brought on they brought fans into the the room and they would turn them on in between takes just because of how steamy yeah. it was getting from the amount of work we were doing. Is that at three a. That's a great innuendo, by the way. It gets hot. It gets hot in there. It gets really hot in the, the digital studio yeah it gets yeah. it's it's the worst for me in there i was okay on for the most part at uh, the yeah. stages but everything else last week tyler uh, tyler and i had to get new shirts because we just sweat through our shirts i, I usually take a spare shirt i actually do yeah. i usually take a spare shirt just in case yep that was the day we needed it i i remember when we shot one thing brad i had to like keep like napkins in my pocket to like constantly keep wiping the sweat off of my face i remember was that the day where you were covering for wes no, that was the day we were doing the new the news weatherman thing, and I had okay, to character push a light. And I was oh, scared. I remember. And because it was my first day, I was scared to and put you were it stuck down up there. Yeah, because they rigged it. I was like, I'm not gonna put my arm down. So I'm just like, Marty's like looking at me like, Are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. And I just do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm great. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm okay. Thank you. <laughs> so Nothing it to gets see hot here. In and the thing is, it's not even that it gets hot; it gets stale. And when you're wearing all those layers and doing all of those things, that's where it gets like. You just get really, really sweaty. So it is very important to stay hydrated because oh, yeah. you, you can try as much as you want, but yeah. Yeah, this job gets very uh, oh, yeah. moist. Very moist. I don't like that word. No. Can I do that? What, moist? Yeah. Deal with uh, it. Well, I like it because he doesn't like it. So <laughs> I'd prefer if we used it as much as humanly possible. Which word? <laughs> uh, moist. Oh, moist. Okay. Oh, yeah, moist. Uh, it, moist. It's spelled uh, M-O-I-S-T. In case you didn't know. Do I need to do my platypus sound to make you stop saying that word? Starts no. with an mmm, ends with a moist. Mmm, <laughs> moist. <laughs> it's a word that rhymes with goist. Goist. Yeah. I think it's the audience. Rhymes with hoist. <laughs> no, um, you know, th this is not really related to uh, some being on set specifically, but I think a good practice is to do a little bit of rehearsal the day before if you have a monitor mind you, because when you're shooting for film or TV, the monitor that you're using that's connected to the camera, you, you want that because your eyeline is not going to match your puppets. It very, very rarely does. And even then, though your puppet has to be hitting marks that your eyes necessarily aren't hitting. So you need to be able to have a point of reference. So when a monitor is being used on a set like this, it's an inverted image because it's what the camera sees so 
if you are able to rehearse the day before, just kind of get into the groove, that I find is a huge help. I specifically have your character do the hokey pokey mm. because there's a lot of movement. There's a lot of alternating movement. There's a song, so you have to lip sync. You need to be able to keep it level and not have it sink or waver too much. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I, that's what's what I would recommend <laughs> if you're looking for a good warm up. Nice. That's a good so, one. Yeah. I got three more questions for you guys. Great. The first one, keeping it buddy like again. What's the funniest story you have from being a puppeteer? What's the funniest thing that's ever happened to you on a set, at a show, you name it? Mm. Again, keeping it buddy like for our audience out there. Of course. Why, of course. Oh, we got to think now. My gosh. Funniest thing that happened on set. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I do. Oh, God. Okay. I don't want to hear it anymore. (laughs) No. Yeah, <laughs> this might not be. Oh, okay. I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna disclose what it was, but um, oh, no. <laughs> we were um, we were shooting some at material, the beach. And- Everybody <laughs> had <laughs> matching towels. Somebody went under a rock, and you know, well, and, they went uh, under the dock. They saw the rock. Okay, whatever. You, you get the gist of the story. But <laughs> that's a great story. Next? Yes. But uh, you know, we were doing filming some material and uh, a, a few of us had brought puppets just to rehearse with. You know, bef- between takes just kind of for fun. And uh, I had my character teaching another character naughty words, but the other character is actually very well known and extremely popular now. Uh, so um, it, it was very, very funny. And I wish it was on film, but nobody would ever be able to see it in a million years. <laughs> mm. But that was absolutely hilarious. Nice. Uh, I, I can think of a funny story that was, I guess, more hilarious for the, the puppeteers than anything. We had... Uh, a, a pilot we were shooting and we were doing a we were doing a take in in like in a stairwell and there was a guy operating the boom and he wanted to he was we did a take and he said let me just see what it's like if i hold the microphone here and he put <laughs> the boom up to the puppets instead of up to the puppeteers and we were all we were all very taken aback because it's we could not believe that the audio guy wanted to mic the puppets instead of us. And, you know, in the moment we're like, oh, well, you know, the voice is coming from us. Uh, so we always laugh at that um, because of how absurd that is that he wanted to mic our hands. But it's also kind of cool that, you know, we're doing our job well enough that this person really believes that the sound is coming out of this, this puppet's mouth. Um, but, yeah. We had we had to explain to the the sound operator that that is that you would be miking this instead of miking our mouths. Nice, interesting. Yeah, wasn't that funny, Brad? The real funny one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you look, Brandon. Do you have one? Because I'm still trying to think. I'm between. I was trying ones. to because there's like I don't know if it's like that funny, but <laughs> I don't know. A, a lot of these moments are just like really funny moments where we're just like. Joking around, joking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was. A, I'm trying to think of a good one though. Just keep keep talking and 
I need to get my uh, mind off a couple of things. I'll share. I'll, I'll share. I don't know how much of this I can share, but um, oh gosh. So um, so I did a parade. Last... <laughs> what was that? <laughs> oh my! That's his rap album cover, uh, I think. You seen this one? Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that one. Right. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> so I was doing rehearsals for a um, parade I was doing with the Muppets down at Disneyland uh, last December, and um, I oh my gosh, I was doing two dancing chickens, and then another puppeteer was doing two other dancing chickens, and I remember in rehearsal we were just holding our puppets like this. We weren't in our places. We were just standing up like this, and my chickens were a little groovier than others. And I don't know what we were saying, but she just started. It sounded like her chickens were cussing out my chickens. And we just started having like this war between each other. <laughs> like I tell she said that. Yeah, just crazy. I haven't had any like fails, thankfully, so far. I mean, they've taken words away from me, but that's not what they would do. <laughs> no, it's nothing we don't do. Yeah. Um, I still felt handsome about it. That's enough, Brandon. So I think it's time to think. This better be good. Yeah, go yeah. button yourself. There was one time where um I had a dream uh, we could wish you could do. <laughs> so I think <laughs> I think I have like three. Uh two of them involve Elmo just because they were very funny moments. Um, there we go with the Elmo stuff. There was one where <laughs> there was one where um I was helping out Elmo on the on a slide. We were doing an outdoor shoot. Uh, in a garden and there was a it was so it was in front of real pe- the computer you're gonna break your computer <laughs> go ahead go ahead Brad. you're you're two very silly young men um and so uh anyway we were at a public park and we were doing the sesame photo shoot i was helping out elmo on the slide and there was a little kid who shouts from out in the distance um oh my gosh it's a puppet of elmo <laughs> and we were like, oh, wait, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, it's a puppet oh of Elmo. God. It's not It's not actually him. Uh, a, I heard this one just before. a puppet of him. Uh, and then there was another one. The second Elmo one is um, we were we were on set doing something. And, and Elmo, his, he's got his um, eyes are on these you know sticks. And just for whatever reason that day, one of them ended up uh, coming loose. And so it just... Elmo was talking and the eye just starts to like lose its focus and this wasn't live TV or anything so we ended up cutting but Ryan decided to take the eye off and start putting it off to the side and called it Picasso Elmo and it was (laughs) one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life okay the third one and this is like a proper one this was with Tamir and a couple of um, uh, characters who have not premiered yet so I won't mention them but this was that same day where we were stuck behind uh, stuck under the table for about three hours and um, we got bored. We got bored because they were discussing some things and changing some shots. And we had Big Bird behind us and Elmo and his family and Tamir and some folks and, and you know, Rosita and everybody. And it was this big family party. It was it was a it was cool. And so it ended up being that we were bored and I started singing something. I think I started singing. What's it called? Um Brandon, what's that song? Um, la di da di da. No, 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 no. It's a '90s R&B song. Uh, um, this is how we. Uh, Montel Jordan. Yeah, singing Montel Jordan, and I was just for whatever reason I'm sitting there humming it under my breath, 
uh, as Tamir. And I'm like, this is how. And so we're just, we start singing it. And then we all just start like breaking out into it. And then all of the puppets are like singing and dancing to Montel Jordan. <laughs> I'm like, this is weird. And then we start, and then I start the Cupid shuffle as, <laughs> as the puppets. And so seeing like Big Bird and Elmo and his family and all of these like classic Sesame characters are like to the right, to the right, because we're all so bored and everybody's singing it. I'm like, this is the best. This is one of the best moments. You turned Sesame Street into a cookout. I turned Sesame Street into a cookout for real. <laughs> what I was about to say that I didn't say because I didn't think anybody would get it. I'm like, this is the best barbecue. I get it. Too. <laughs> These two Bradley Freemans get it. They get it. Yeah, they were there. Uh, they were there. Uh, yeah, so it was just, it was just, uh, that was a very special and magical and just wild nice. moment. So, yeah, nice. it was cool. I hope that's now, Brad, now, Brad, yes. Brandon, you guys have answered this question. So I'm going to give it to Mark and Seb. My buddy Jonas Kane at Hashtag Positivity wants to know, in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? I think if you can have the equal love to roast ratio, I think that's a true a true buddy right there. The fact we're still he, finding ours. Yes. <laughs> we're Shut still up, finding man. where the ratio is. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but to be able to to be able to make yeah, fun of somebody no. so much, uh, but also be able to love somebody so much mm-hmm. and to be able to take the roasting and take the love, I think that's a true buddy. And I think that's why the four of us get along so well, because we're able to poke fun at each other and as clearly and um but also you know you dish it you take it but at the end of the day it's it's all love and it's all about caring for for each other and i think that's what makes a true buddy you know i i think if you you were like don't cry he'll draw a picture of you that's right yeah that's mm, we can't get emotional here no i i think a true buddy is someone that if you were to imagine them out of your life and that chapter has closed, if that thought disturbs you greatly, then they are a true buddy. Because those are the people that you need to hold close. You need to keep them near and dear to you. And you need to put them in their place because they're always a bunch of little rapscallions they are. Mm-hmm. But that's, that would, that's how I would sum it all up. Love it. Absolutely love it. Thank you, guys. Now, buddies, we've come to the last question, which we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. First off, another question: How many more backgrounds do you think you guys have? Oh, oh, we did we did a lot of research prior to. Yeah. Look at this! Look at this! This is horrendous. (laughs) I hate. I hate this. So I didn't know this existed. I hate. It is my new favorite picture. Where did you? I've never seen this. You've never, oh. I've never seen it before either, but I saw it oh. and my, my eyes couldn't have opened wider. <laughs> oh my gosh, it is one of the most incredible gosh. photos I've ever seen. My name is Sebastiano Ricci, and I'm a puppeteer. Oh, I'm called a puppeteer because so I work with puppets. Why? Because like, okay, so here's the other thing about this picture. Where did you here's even find thing. this? Don't worry about it, Spider. I thought I, I thought I buried all of these. Are you texting my mom? Where are you finding these photos? Here, the other thing about this picture is you were, you are. Oh, there's more. No, 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 there's not. Our, there's no you more. Were so, you were so bold, dude. It's, oh, it's hidden, Brad. You got to get rid of the background. Oh, we, no, we can see it. Oh, wait, there, there it is. There it is. He was bold enough. He was bold enough. 
<laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't use the word that we usually say because I think it's between us. But Mark, you know what word I'm thinking of? We look at that. Oh, word. I'm. <laughs> That's it. I'm not your buddy anymore. <laughs> Nick, it's been nice. These guys are not oh, buddies, dude. Oh, uh, Brad, you're Jim Trouble now. Oh, <laughs> boy. Am I gonna get a letter from? The Muppets are Sesame Street after this episode. <laughs> if they're, want, they're gonna see this and they're gonna fire me. That's what they're gonna do. I <laughs> I I want the record to show that he started it hmm? and what? I'm ending it. Say that, that again? you you that you started it right here. This guy <laughs> yeah. started this guy decided to start the embarrassing picture war. Yeah, and I will say, you know, you 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 went out with a bang. You really did. You oh, there's one. more. I know there's more. I, I unfortunately remember taking these photos. Yeah, you took them. I unfortunately did. This was probably mm-hmm. like a decade ago. Well, these are the characters. I've never been happier to not yeah, have a stake in this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, so but he nice. said we're wrapping up. No, he said we're wrapping yeah. up. Sorry, we're wrapping up. Yes, what are yeah, we wrapping so, up? Sorry. Okay, no, it's all good. So this is what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. It is, what is your advice to anyone watching this episode right now who wants to be a puppeteer one day don't do it no I'm kidding <laughs> get that answer a lot you get stuck with these people forever um, i really think having a a good group of of pals with you along your journey is super super important i couldn't imagine going through something this difficult alone because it is it's really hard it's very very hard it's such a cutthroat industry and the fact that we get to do anything uh in the realm of what we're doing right now is spectacular and we're, we're super lucky and super grateful for it. So the fact that we have each other, I think is super important. So find, find your group of people, find, find your support group, find your, find your best friends, find your buddies. They don't need find to be local. Buddies. You can find them anywhere. Oh, in the world. Yeah. Such amazing technology. Now that's actually a really good point. So yeah. yeah, they don't, you know, just because you don't have anyone in your school who is interested in puppetry like us, there are there are people out there that have the the same interest as you, and uh, they could be on the other side of the world. Doesn't matter. We have the technology where that doesn't matter now. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, and I'm super grateful. You're yeah. exactly right. Minus yeah. you guys sharing the screen. You know, we're all from different parts of the area. You know. Exactly. Yeah. I I didn't think being a I know you hate when I say this. But I'm really gonna say this honestly. <laughs> being a fan of this guy when we were around the same age when he was starting his YouTube channel. And I was like, this, I wish this guy went to my school. I wish I had this guy to hang out with and talk about this kind of stuff with because he understands it. Little did I know, here I am sitting in his apartment. We work on stuff together. Like, that's, that's, that's the dream. Yeah. The, the real dream is working with Muppets, Seb. You know what? It has the word, I said I want to work with the Muppets. There's the and word Muppet in Seb. So, you know, yeah. You know, you kind of got both. Yeah. Yeah. You're wearing the cap. Yeah, I, I'm gonna yes, I'm gonna take the the tutio out. Tutio, 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 tutio. All right, all right, there Phil Collins. Hey, Adrian, Drago, you killed your father when I let you. In all seriousness, seriousness, Mark, okay? no, that is it, not really. No, it's just so <laughs> wild that someone can have you, you can have an impact on on other people, and then you get to be their friend, and they get to have that same impact onto you. So it, it's just such a special relationship that the two of us have and that the four of us all have together. Um, and we're just, we're all super lucky. So whoever's watching who 
is aspiring to be a puppeteer, find your friend group, find that group of people yeah. that will be on that journey with you. Yeah. But not us. Cause our group is full. Yep. Yeah. We're, 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 yeah, we're at cap. Brandon, anybody else that you maybe want to join the. <laughs> no, I think we're, I think we're at cap. I think we're up. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, we just lost. Yeah, somebody. Nick. Oh, we well, lost somebody. We got an opening. Nick. Nick yeah, we'll, opening. Be, uh, we'll be taking some applications. Great. <laughs> yeah. We'll have our people call your people. Our reps. Yeah. It's all decision right. by committee. So you have uh, four chances here. Yeah. I'd uh, say. Well, actually, Nick, I'm sorry. He's, uh, he's... Brandon came back. Uh, Oh, Brandon came back. Uh, I would say, <laughs> I mean, in, I found in the terms of, oh yes, okay. Uh, when it comes to like advice and stuff, I I think one of the things is definitely, if you want to do this, you can. And if you if you really really want to do it, just don't just don't stop doing it. No That's matter, really important. Yeah, yeah, no matter what. I mean, I was always doing it off to the side, trying to involve it in different things. I was always putting puppetry into into all of my different you know, uh, extracurriculars that I was doing. And it always, um, for, for whatever reason, I was always able to find a way to shoehorn puppetry into things. And uh, that is really, really important because I had zero connection with Sesame Street or the Muppets in any meaningful capacity uh, up until literally the 2018 workshop. I knew nobody. I talked to no one. I, I, I didn't know anything. And then I got in touch with Martin Robinson, and he's the reason that uh, I have a career today. And so it was only because I kept up with it. And there were so many times where I was like, I don't really want to do it anymore. But this was uh, he he unlocked that thing in me. And now I get to achieve all of my dreams of working with Sesame and with the Muppets. So, yeah. yeah, just keep doing it. No matter what you do, keep doing it and keep listening to people. Um, and what they have to say about you, because sometimes it's it's um, w with a grain of salt. I mean, sometimes people yeah. can be mean, but you know, listen to honest critiques; they're very good, they're very useful. Yeah, I I I definitely think if you can find some people that you can learn from, that'll be a huge huge help. Like for me, that person was Jamie Shannon. Mm. I did an internship with him when I was in school and I am so happy I did like all the people that I met, all the experiences that I had from it, working with him and learning from him. Like it was just a fantastic experience and he's a great guy. He's a great, great filmmaker and puppeteer. And uh, I, th I think part of that too is it, it, when you're working with people, it really gives you a sense of how a set operates. So I think, kind of transition into my B point here if you can try to learn what set hierarchy is and what set etiquette is because oh, a lot of people yeah, often yeah I mean a lot of people often think that when you're working in the arts or especially if you're doing something as niche as puppetry that because it's a bit of a smaller world you have more license to do whatever you want or uh to kind of bend the rules when that's not really the case. It's like any other set and sets are like any day job, really. There's a hierarchy of people. Sets are like a, onions. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's a chain. They got the yeah. layers. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a, there's a <laughs> chain of command donkey. And, uh, you know, knowing how it operates and knowing that you're all part of a greater team 
is something that is absolutely integral to doing any kind of shoot or working in any kind of entertainment environment anyway. Because it, it, Rome wasn't built in the day and Rome wasn't built by one person. So, mm-hmm. you know, learn that collaboration, learn the process, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions. A lot of people are afraid to do that. It's always better to be annoying and make sure that you're on the same page and you know what to do than to just assume. So that would be my advice anyway. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Just be nice to people. You yeah. Where people be nice in this career. So try to be nice, have a mentor and be most importantly, have fun. That's yes. it. If you're not Absolutely. having fun, you're not doing it right. I'm definitely not having fun. This guy's mm-hmm. not having fun. Whoa. That guy looks pretty intense. He does look very intense. And See, really we, handsome. We said we were ending this. We, we said we it was like it was a truce. We were good. Uh-huh. Had to, you had to keep going. No, I said it's I had priest. one more. I said I had one more. And uh, uh, I haven't even shown your face in this one, Seb. I, I Would you like me that. to? I know you're going to no matter what I Because I know say. that you, you have a beard on this page. I do. But, Those these pictures that just shows you how long ago I took these and how far I've come from the mind. Oh, have you? Have you? Yep. Oh Lord, help us all! Uh, <laughs> if anyone at uh, Sesame or Muppets or Henson are watching this stream, I. I deeply apologize. You look like when, you look <laughs> when Josh Peck played that mobster on the Amanda show. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Now maybe we should just put all of these photos into a vault of some kind. This is going to be the episode <laughs> that gets lost to the ether. I'm the vault sorry. is our group chat. The vault is our group chat. They're all going onto the group mm. chat. App. Oh dear. Uh, oh. We can we can cut this out, right? This is live. We can cut the no. We can cut. Here's this the out. thing, Seb. I think that's a fine picture of me. I think it's fine. I was in a musical. I was in a musical. I was holding a record. and had a nice little mustache. It looked like Steve Harvey's son. Over here, <laughs> Seb. He's in a musical. <laughs> Goodness me. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Sorry to derail it. I, I, just I get it. You win. Well, uh-huh. well, unfortunately, that's our time. So thank you guys so, so much for being buddies. Brad, Brandon, thank you for coming back and giving us such a wonderful episode. Oh, you're Deb, Mark, it was oh, a pleasure. You, it's always a pleasure making new buddies. You guys are oh, welcome back you, anytime. So uh, we'll have well, to have you, you on individual me. episodes. You can a chat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so, so much for having us, Nick. Yes. Thank you. Brad, take it off, please. <laughs> we took yours away. Uh, this is a family show, Seb. Please. <laughs> uh, and before you all go, I have one favor to ask you. Whatever you do today, tomorrow, next week, next month, even next year, please go be someone's buddy. Brad's clearly not doing that right now. No, he's doing a very bad job <laughs> with that. <laughs> on that note, we'll catch everybody here next time here on everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. <laughs> well, the days are going fast, buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past Buddy, buddy, tune in to Buddy Cast Don't be lonely, go make it, buddy Here on